Welcome to the Floodgates Podcast. My name is Joey Brake. And I'm Kenton Brake. And today is going to be such an exciting conversation. Um, Floodgates Podcast is a catalyst for change, community, and conversation. And it's going to be such a special time. Um, Really excited to talk today. We have a special guest (laughs) for the first time ever on the podcast. She is a pastor. She's a wife. She's a life coach. She's a mother. She's Viviana Brake, my mom. I'm so excited um, to talk about relationships with you guys. Um, I think that today we'll be able to equip people, challenge people, um, give hope to people. And I'm really excited for today's episode. Yeah, we're so honored to be with you. She's also my wife of 30 years. And so we're so excited that we get to share this this podcast with you, wherever you at, wherever you find yourself. Just know that there's hope for your situation. There's hope for your life. And God will make a way. Yeah. Uh, I think before we dive into the conversation, go ahead and share a little bit about your story. Um, give people a little bit background of your life and Um, your experience because I think that you have a lot um, of things about you that people don't necessarily know that you do week in and week out and so I think it'd be really helpful before we dive in to share a little bit of of that context. I was born and raised um, in South America so I'm originally from Paraguay Mm. uh, where I met Kenton and his family there were missionaries there so we kind of grew up together and um, got married very young at 18 and a half (laughs) And uh, we had you at about 25, and um, i just been, like, serving God, seeking to, to serve in different capacities, as, and as we uh, were praying about what direction God would have us dedicate our lives to, we fell in love with youth, we fell in love with people, yes. we fell in love with family, and uh, a little bit into um, serving at church and working with youth, we realized the importance of investing in relationships wow. and marriages because we were seeing a lot of broken homes and our, our ability to help people was limited um, on seeing them once a week. So we decided to equip ourselves. So that's how I went uh, to seminary. And I went and I got my degree and I got a master's in Christian counseling with an emphasis in theology as well. And so I've been helping people uh, walk through life, families, uh, marriages. Uh, We stumbled into coaching marriages, uh, taking people through the roads of recovery and restoration. So it's really been something that we didn't think we would ever be doing, but there's so much reward in it. And we just became big proponents of investing in marriage, investing in relationships, building strong relationships is what really allows us to have strong lives as well. Yeah, I think one of the things you do really well is helping people kind of navigate their past and also how to walk through their present, but also to step into the future. Yeah. And maybe you could kind of talk a little bit about that of we all are in different seasons of life. We all come from different backgrounds. We all have different journeys. How do you meet someone right where they're at and navigate kind of healing from the past, navigating what it looks like to live right now in the present, but also to take that step to step into the future? I think sometimes when we are going through a hard time, we're focused on what is not working. And it's hard to even see one step I can take to make my life better. 
But what I try to do in my initial conversation is just say, yeah, we can look at where you've been because part of what you've been has brought you to here. Mm -hmm. It's part of your story. But we have to look at where you are. There are things that are for you. You do have strengths. You have weaknesses that we can work on. But at the same time, we can look at some strengths or some steps or even just one that will allow you not to be stuck in where you think you can never get out of. Because that's really a false reality. We can take a step forward and everything is starting to change just with that one change. Mm. And so then we also look at where we want to be. And so we start establishing goals, small daily goals, long-term goals, to become and experience the person you want to be in the future. Mm -hmm. So it does take steps, it does take time, and it is a process, but it's good to have someone to walk through that journey with you. So I encourage anyone listening or watching that if you find yourself stuck in a place, find someone that can just help you at least with one step. Mm -hmm. Invite someone into your journey because you can't see what is kind of like in the middle of your situation and someone that is outside of that situation can look at where you're at from a different perspective. And so I just, having a conversation with someone is already that step. So take a step today. Yeah. What I've learned is love requires connection. And even in John chapter 15, uh, it talks about the, that we're just branches connected to the vine and we can't bear fruit if we're not connected. And so what's so unique about our journey and our story, not only did we co-found Floodgates Church, but we also founded the Lighthouse Life Coaching and Biblical Counseling to give people that space to come and be restored or heard or healed and to know that love is what creates a healthy relationship. Yeah. I think something you guys always say is that life comes in seasons. Mm -hmm. And I think no matter the season you are, love is so necessary. And when it comes to relationships, I think there's a lot of people who might have been hurt when it came to love and be never found that love they've been seeking for. Um, They are longing for something they've never discovered yet or they're ready to give up on love. And I think in the culture we live in today, love is almost one of the the, the first things we give up on. And I, I think we could talk a little bit about that when it comes to relationships on when it comes to giving up on love or f- trying to find love. What what does that look like? I think you first have to define it. I think we have so uh, much influence from uh, movies or maybe own life experiences, what your parents' marriage was like, what... Um, society says it is, what the Bible says it is, a little bit of each and maybe your own uh, failures or um, you might try be trying to build something that is unattainable or not realistic. Um, some people say, oh, if I can just find the love of my life, you know, and so we're, we're looking for this perfection or this one person that is going to come and just sweep us away and all of our problems will go away because now I have someone that will love me that is perfect and now we're just going to live happily ever after and then as you get married or as you're going through even dating and getting to know someone you start feeling disappointed because your expectation was unrealistic you were trying to look for something that would make you whole and a relationship love is never supposed to come 
and fix something for you. You are supposed to be whole and give yourself whole to someone else. And I always say two broken halves don't make a whole. And, um, and so I, I want you to just think about what is it that you are looking for when you say I'm looking for, for love. Mm. Because that in itself will give you a, a starting point, whether whatever you're going to build on, whatever you're looking to build on is going to be something you can attain. And you always say, or you've told me and you've told others that you don't find the love of your life, you build it. Mm -hmm. yeah. And building requires cost, yeah. requires vision, it requires planning ahead. Like before you build anything, you have to go and do estimates and see what is going to be really required. Mm -hmm. And so I think when you're talking about a healthy relationship, you have to start there, knowing that it's going to require you to build on a foundation, require you to work at it. You don't just, you know, fall out of love, you build love. Yeah, I think I really love that concept because it, it really makes that building is a choice. Yeah. yeah. That you have the choice to love and you have the choice to fall out of love. It doesn't just happen, but it's because of your choices. And um, what, what would you say to maybe someone who might be in that situation of, of, saying i feel like i'm falling out of love maybe it might be in a marriage or dating relationship or um just some kind of situation like that and what would you say of to encourage someone to make that choice to choose to build because it, it really is a sacrifice it's a decision that you have to live with intention to build that love um but what are some practical handles to do that well i think that you have to start on the foundation of your relationship like I said earlier, um, am I building something on something steady, hmm. something secure? So. Am I building something with someone that has the same values I, as I do? Or am I building just based on a need that I have? I'm attracted hmm. to someone. I like what they do for me. Hmm. And so I'm building on needs. I'm building on um, things that I think are necessary for me to be happy, but not necessarily on a solid foundation. Um, so I always look at what, where are we starting? Where, where are you going with this? And then it does require a daily commitment. When he was talking about costs, one of the things that I asked the couples that are struggling is, how much time do you spend together? And they're like, oh, we're together all the time. Okay, well, I call it undivided quality time because you can have quality time and you're in a group and you can be watching a movie or you can just sometimes like we work together um, we eat together uh, we do so much together but there's a difference between doing things together and yeah. spending undivided time together so if you're struggling in your relationship evaluate how much time are you actually investing in undivided time no cell phones no movies, no other people, distractions. If you're in a marriage and you have kids, how much of your week or your day even goes, you know, when the kids are all sleeping, is that when you go to your phone, she goes to the phone, and there's a disconnection. As you were saying, that disconnection creates yeah. a, a feeling of not being in love because you're not feeling the affection you're not feeling the attention you're not feeling the care you're looking for wow, but so those things 
as as much as you feel like wow i've lost that connection plugging back in is already a step towards restoration mm. and so just choose decide what you want have a conversation with whoever you're dating or whoever you're in a relationship is where there's you know your first year of marriage or your 30th year of marriage even like a few uh, weeks ago um, we're having a conversation I'm like we have to like reset some stuff like we have to think okay is what we're doing working in this season mm-hmm. you know with our schedules um, do we have to reevaluate the roles the time we're spending in different places because as seasons seasons change and demands start or maybe even little things start changing and shifting i compare it sometimes as when you're in the ocean and you're in the middle of the waves and you think you're right here and if you look you realize where's my stuff and you're like so far from where you started and you drifted away not because you didn't love each other or not because you wanted to drift away it's just the waves and i think life hits you sometimes schedules hit you demands hit you distractions and sometimes even a, a good common goal even ministry um, can be sometimes part of those waves that mm-hmm. you're always with people and always serving. So I would say evaluate. My um, non-negotiable formula that I give everybody is 10 to 15 hours a week wow. of undivided time. And uh, for someone that's coming that's disconnected, that seems like... It's a lot. It's a lot. Like, what? <laughs> um, I don't feel like I even like this person right now. You want me to spend time with them? And I just say, remember what brought you together. Yeah. When you started dating, you were calling, you were texting, you were talking. So start back um, doing the things that connected you when you first started and build from there. Yeah. You know, so that was. Um, something that you decided you wanted spend more time with this person build this relationship so don't stop don't stop doing what works but also evaluate what you can do better that's really good and i think when it comes to relationships a really really big um part of that foundation is trust Mm. trust is something that is so easy to break but so hard to build yeah that's Mm -hmm. true and i think it it takes a lot of time to build trust but one moment you can break it and um i kind of want to hear your thoughts on when it comes to trust in a relationship whether it's trying to rebuild trust or maintain trust and invest in trust and even protect trust Mm -hmm. um because truly without it I, i believe that the foundation is corrupted and so what, what, what does it look like to protect trust, to, to maintain trust, and even to rebuild trust? Well, um, we always use a table. Um, one of the first things my mentor taught me when I was doing my hours and uh, trying to graduate to get my master's in um, is he taught me the concept of a table where you know you sit at the table and there's love and trust and you're trying to just partake, enjoy the moment, but as you look at a table, you take it for granted, but it's, it's being held up by four legs. Yeah. And these four legs in a relationship represent commitment, mm-hmm. communication, care, and conflict resolution. 
And I think that we just take these things for granted sometimes. And if you're not careful, sometimes we don't even have one in place. And we're trying to eat on a table or kind of share trust and love and, mm. and enjoy a healthy relationship with a missing uh, leg. And in this time and age, I think like it's very hard for, for people to commit to... Uh, till death do us apart. Mm. So sometimes I work with couples that have come and tell me, you know, I don't need to get married. We love each other. And my response to that is always, what's the fear? Mm. You know, you know, and normally if you're not willing to commit, mm. there is a trust issue. Do mm. I trust this will last? Do mm. I trust you will care for me long term? I know it's working now, but there's something underlying that uh, just withholding of the commitment. So going back to later in life, without that commitment, it's hard to, to, to face trials, to face things. Um, when it comes to communication, we do it daily. Mm-hmm. So um, because we are raised in different backgrounds and we come from different ways of communicating and resolving conflict, we have to come together and say what's going to work for us. Yeah. You know, how are we going to protect our communication? How are we going to resolve conflict? Sometimes we're good at having conflict, Mm. but we're not good at resolving Mm, conflict. So ask yourself, do I just have conflict or do I resolve conflict? So when I resolve a conflict, I become aware that both of us, are going to look for a solution that's going to protect our trust, protect our love, and even strengthen our love. Um, I think that conflict is seen sometimes as something negative when it's something very positive because it helps me discover something that I didn't know about you that maybe hurt you, so now I'm aware I can protect you. Mm -hmm. Um, But having a conversation talking to people that have gone there before you. Mm -hmm. I know we have been married for 30 years and we still are figuring things out. We have our good moments and then we have uh, moments where we're like, where did that come from? Like that's not even us, but sometimes stress will do it. Sometimes Mm -hmm. life will throw you a curveball and then you find yourself misplaced and that affects your relationship, affects your communication, affects your ability to speak calmly. Mm. Um, And the last one is care. Mm. Everybody cares for the person that you love, but sometimes in those seasons that we talked about, we need to care for our loved ones in different ways. Um, yeah. I know if you know me for a while, um, I used to be known that gifts was my love language and I still love gifts, you know, especially if you know me and you think of something and you bring it to me, then that means something to me. But as I have grown a little bit older and I've gone through different seasons, I realized that quality time has become stronger than even gifts. So I'm changing. And so mm-hmm. people change and need different things and and they value different things as life uh, happens. So constantly be in conversation, going back to the connection. Yeah. Yeah. And, and with that care, you want to care for the way the person needs to be cared for, not how you want to be cared for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we, we want to um, throw on our need of care and they have a certain need of care. Mm-hmm. It can be simple things. It can put, you know, the toothpaste on a toothbrush or making a coffee or a flower or a note 
There's all kinds of ways you can communicate and care for each other. But if that table's unbalanced, then, you know, trust could fall off your table and it could break. And so that's why you need to guard that, those four legs so that relationship stays strong and firm. The table of trust. I love, I love the table of trust because it's something that will keep you steady and it, it's always pushing you to grow in some aspect. Yeah. yeah. That you might be great in the area of care. You might be doing great in the area of commun- communication, but maybe you're lacking in the area of commitment. Yeah. So how can you grow in that area to elevate that leg of the table to elevate the trust in the relationship? I think it's really, really important to know that you can always grow. Mm-hmm. And I love how you pointed out that everyone changes in different seasons. So how can we... Um, be aware of that, improve. And um, I think that comes with intention. I think it's very easy when you um, have a committed relationship to get comfortable. And I think even the moments when I started dating or when I was engaged, like I know that I was way more committed to do things that were uncomfortable because what you're trying to impress the person you're trying to do more you're trying to do what is not comfortable but it's easy to fall into the trap of comfortability after if there is commitment because hey you already said tell death do us part (laughs) how how do we step out of comfortability in the relationship and continue progressing that uncomfortability when it comes to pursuing that person that you love do you want to do that or you want me to you're the expert. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> um, I think that frustration will tell you something's wrong. Right. And we want frustration to just go away. But frustration is the difference between my expectation and the reality that I'm living. So right. if you are noticing someone is constantly frustrated at you, that loves you, maybe you guys just haven't had that conversation and you're missing something. But what normally happens is you're frustrated that they're frustrated and now everybody's frustrated and we're supposed to be happy because we already said, you know, we're committed and we love each other and why can't we just have fun? But the reality is that through conversation, you can say, hey, I noticed that you're frustrated or um, is there something that I'm missing? That's a good phrase you know help me understand help me understand and and it seems scripted sometimes Mm -hmm. but it's real you need to have your safe questions Mm -hmm. have your safe words that when you notice something is off don't try to ignore it and think it's going to go away i always say needs will never go away we may not need have what we, what it takes to like supply all the needs because that is codependency. But I can be a part of caring for this person and saying, okay, I can't give you this because I don't have it, but I have this to give. And so we have to just be in daily communication. I also say it's good to uh, do something weekly, do something monthly, do something quarterly and do something yearly so you have these checkpoints so that you know that you are going to spend this quality time together you are going to invest um, in the relationship so even if seasons are hard you are already protecting set times to be together to nourish the relationship to come and deposit and invest so that when you have to withdraw or life gets hard, then you have something in the bank. 
And I think it doesn't happen by accident. It is an investment. Yeah, you an have to set a budget where you, um, I, I, when you have some funds assigned for whatever you decided you want to do together. I remember when we first got married, um, one time there was li literally 99 cents left. And, and Ken goes, oh, that's great. We can go rent a movie at Blockbuster. We had enough for that. And so it didn't mean that we did this amazing, great thing, but it meant like with what we had, we were gonna do something together. We were gonna go and pick a movie. We were gonna go and, and dedicate that time to not focus on what we don't have, but actually have a good time. And sometimes set a picnic in your backyard. That doesn't cost anything. It does take effort. And then in that situation, the effort is your investment. The creativity is your investment. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's, it's not so much always in the financial cost of it. I know, yes, when you go on vacation, sometimes you have to save $10 a month, $20 a day, whatever it is that your goal is. But at the same time, if you are in a, in a difficult financial situation, it doesn't take a lot of money to create an experience, a moment where you connect. I think that's, that's it right there, to create an experience that you won't forget. Mm -hmm. It doesn't take much. It takes effort, creativity, intention. One thing that me and Natasha do is we, we switch date night weeks. So one week I'm in charge of date night, next week she is. And we're always trying to one-up each other. Yeah. And I think that makes it a lot more fun because you never know what's next or what's going to happen or what you know do next. But it takes that comfortability out mm -hmm. and gives you an option to be creative mm -hmm. and say, hey, this is the budget. Go out, like do whatever you want to plan. And then that's the surprise and that's the date. But it brings so much fun to the relationship. It yeah. brings so much intention, creativity. And it shows the other person is actually thinking exactly. um, with intention mm. about you. Um, and so I think that's a really, really important thing and when I it comes to... And I think it gives to... you ownership. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes um, I also hear people say, well, I'm just waiting on him or I'm waiting on her. Like you're waiting on the next person to make the move. And maybe the other person is going through a hard time or maybe the other person is struggling. But when you have an agreement, hey, we're going to do it this way. Um, I'm going to be doing it one week. You're going to be doing it one week. It always gives two people ownership of where we are. Mm. And that's very important that we both are committed to putting into this. We're both um, saying and deciding this is a priority for us. Yeah. I want to go back real quick to what you were saying about um, the checkpoints. I think it's really important to have um, a point where you can check in with each other, mm -hmm. whether it's weekly, monthly, uh, seasonally, like every three months maybe, yeah. and then a yearly. I think that's really important because that's where you can have those conversations to evaluate how both of you are doing, how, um, how our relationship is doing, how life is doing. And um, maybe you might be listening right now. You might be in a relationship. You might be seeking to be in a relationship. Maybe you're in a marriage. Maybe you're in a relationship that's not working. Maybe it's because you're missing those checkpoints. Mm -hmm. And I think having those checkpoints keep you in check. Yes. If, if without those moments mm -hmm. of being intentional and providing that time and that space to have those conversations, you miss the point of contact, the point where you can check in and say, Hey, how are you? 
how is your emotions how is your heart what's on your mind what are you thinking um and maybe navigate a little bit more of what that looks like um creating that in a schedule or routine because you said it might be a little bit robotic but i think without it we lack and you go into this gray area where you are feeling down you 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 want to give up and so how do we kind of protect that as well I think we always say primero lo primero, first things first. And you have to put your relationship with God first. And you have to have that healthy time and schedule and discipline and to put God first. And then you have to self-care, not be self-centered, not be selfish, but you take care of yourself so that you can be available emotionally, physically, spiritually, and, and mentally for your, your, your relationship. And I, I think that's what we've learned over time, that we have to rest, we have to uh, take care of ourselves physically and spiritually, but really put your relationship first with God. And then, you know, I always told her that she was my second place uh, right after God. You know, I always make her my first priority right after God. And so it's, it's just a journey that, that as you're going through life, that you, you understand that as these, these checkpoints or disciplines to protect us, not to hurt us or put a, a weight on us. Oh, I have to, it's not I have to do, I get to do this. Mm-hmm. And I think we've also um, established a concept that we don't make time, we assign time. Yeah, that's good. And so I think it doesn't happen on accident. So I would encourage people not to be afraid to actually getting out a calendar and putting it as an appointment. Because if you have a doctor's appointment or if you have to be somewhere that matters to you, that you don't want to miss, that you've committed to, that you value, you put it on a calendar, you set your alarm and you don't just set it and then not show up. Mm -hmm. You made a choice, you decided, and then you do what it takes. Mm -hmm. So you follow through. So it is intentionality, it is commitment, and it is follow through, Mm -hmm. but just your first date can be uh, a staff meeting. You know, it can be a time where you say, okay, let's look at our schedule and let's look at a day we can pick for date night. Let's look at a day that works for a monthly longer extended stay. Sometimes if you can't afford going and standing at a hotel or something, do a day pass, spend the whole day there and then come home and, and, and spend that time investing in each other and your relationship. So, I would say assign the time, assign the funds, take it um, after God, and then that is really your most important thing. And sometimes when you have a family and you have children, I know it's challenging, people are working, people are doing all these things, there's all these expectations and demands, but there is always a time that you start work and you end work. So if you're not finding yourself with a time that you end work, start assigning more time to spending time with God, with your family, because that's what you're working for. Mm -hmm. You're working so that you can enjoy life with your family. And if you're not careful, you're going to miss the one thing you're working for. Mm -hmm. And so some people say, oh, I'm going to retire and then, but you've already missed the the value of, of being together. I remember when you were growing up, um, we had Fridays off. And so uh, we made that uh, assigned time, and you were at school during the day, and then at nighttime when you came home, it was our family night, yeah. and we did kind of like the same concept where 
you know, one of us always picked what we're going to do that mm -hmm. Friday. And, and sometimes we stayed home and sometimes it was Italian night, sometimes it was movie night. And you can incorporate that and extend it into your relationships mm -hmm. or your family. And if you're thinking, oh, well, I need to be with my kids and I need to do this, you're modeling for your children what is important. Mm -hmm. And when you were growing up, Joey, you did not like it when we went out. You were saying, what restaurant are you going to? And what time are you going to be back? And you, you wanted to make sure that we didn't go to a restaurant that you wanted to go to. And we were going, no, we're going to check it out. And then we'll take you. And you're like, fine. But those are the moments I treasure as well. Because whether you remember it or not, we were trying to also model that we had to go out. It was important. This is what you do in a healthy relationship. Yeah. We spend time together, we spend time as a family, we spend time serving, we spend time working, and we weren't perfect by any means. Uh, we had seasons of struggle, and I always want to picture that sometimes you say, well, if you're a pastor or if you're a counselor, then you have a perfect marriage or a perfect mm -hmm. family life. But that's not necessarily true because there are times where we're tried, we're stretched, mm -hmm. we, we try to figure out what's not working and, and those are the times where we kind of have to take a step back and reset. So I wanna encourage people listening today yeah. that if you are in a hard time, two good people, even if you're doing ministry or you've been married for a long time, a short mm -hmm. time, just take a time and say, hey, let's reset. I, 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 I realize that we're not where we need to be and I, I want it to be better for both of us, for our family. And, and it's really not a moment for you to be ashamed of where you are, but be inspired yeah. by the desire to be in a better place mm -hmm. and know it works. Mm -hmm. It works. It's been proven. It will work when you start investing, when you start spending time, when you start loving and caring and showing value to the other person. You will rebuild trust. You will rebuild the feeling of love that you're looking for mm -hmm. and you will strengthen that connection yeah don't miss the moment mm -hmm. don't miss a moment because it's worth it mm -hmm. and it's really a choice mm -hmm. is there uh, a challenge you would love to to give to whoever's listening right now to build a love that lasts well i would say expand always so even if it, you feel like, oh, we're doing great. Okay, what can we do to make it better? Mm -hmm. So I feel like in the last few years, especially with technology and social media and all of these entertainment uh, outlets available, entertainment, if you're not careful, replaces intimacy. Wow. Mm -hmm. And so I want to encourage you to, yes, go ahead and watch and binge. Go ahead and, you know, you can spend a day just resting and watching a show or doing what you both like that has um, technology or social media involved in it. But don't stop there mm -hmm. because while that is a good thing to do, there's a time for it. Mm -hmm. Expand on that. Explore new places. Yeah, new restaurants. Go to new restaurants. Maybe go to one restaurant and have an appetizer at one and take pictures together. Um, I, I know that you and Natasha do that, and I love to see the places you explore to, together. And it really just makes you have those memories recorded so you can look back mm -hmm. and you can treasure moments and you can show it to people. And 
your kids will one day see what you did when you were young. But at the same time, don't stop ex just there. Um, do things that come and engage you into something deeper. Mm -hmm. And that comes through service. Yeah. So engage in things that will allow you to do things that are beyond yourself. Mm -hmm. That brings God into it. That brings other people into it. And now you have not just done something for you, but you've done something for others. Mm -hmm. And that is such a deep level of intimacy. When you together build something with God for others, you go to a soup kitchen or you go to a surf day or you go and cook a meal for someone and and, and host somebody, awesome. that is so valuable for your relationship. You may think, oh, well, I'm taking away to do this. No, but if you're doing it together, that is creating intimacy. That is mm -hmm. creating a new connection mm -hmm. of coming together to serve. And I've seen so much value in that. Yeah, elevate yourself. Elevate yourself out of your comfort, out of, you know, your, your lack of communication, mm -hmm. out of, Elevate your care, mm -hmm. elevate, elevate your trust, elevate your forgiveness. Yeah. I think when you when you bring your best self to your relationship, you will live in the best relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Because like you said, it is two pieces that make the whole. Mm -hmm. And so we must have that oneness mm -hmm. with each other to elevate the relationship. Mm -hmm. And you truly you don't find the love of your life, you build it. Yeah. such a great conversation thank you for being on the podcast thank you for, um, thank you for your wisdom um, I, I know a lot of people are going to be encouraged um, and there's so many takeaways but truly build a love that lasts yeah. and we hope that you continue to live by faith to be known by love and to be a beacon of hope we'll see you next time